You are listening to the Airflow Podcast, and I'm your host, Ricky Thomas. Welcome to the one and only weekly podcast that provides information and inspiration that will help you live your life like the air that you were created to be. So sit back, relax, and flow with me. Welcome back to the Airflow Podcast. I'm your host, Ricky Thomas, and today we have another special guest, Edward Ellsworth of Furniture Innovation. Ed, I just appreciate you, man. I thank you so much. This is an honor for me to have you on the show because you are definitely one of my inspirations out there, you know, just watching what you've done and where you've come from and just in the short time that I've known you, just see you continuing to rise up. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm watching you. I'm definitely observing and I appreciate you having, I appreciate you joining the show today. Well, I thank you so very much for having me and um, I'm just honored and privileged that you have me on your podcast, sir, that you would consider me for that and uh, iron sharpens iron. So part of the reason that I've been able to grow and get to the place I am is because of I've been sharpening my iron against folks like you. So we, uh, we just continue to grow together. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate that. So, you know, I wanted to bring you on, you know, because I think a lot of people see where you are today. And, you know, but they don't understand the, the story that's behind it, which, you know, I think is so great and it's intriguing, you know, and it's a great testimony to, you know, almost, you know, you can say redemption, you can say just, you know, just reclaiming your life where a lot of people make mistakes when in their youth and they think it's over and they don't, you know, reconfigure their minds and just understand that, you know, with God, anything is possible if you put your mind to it and, you know, take the negativity out of it and just refocus and repurpose yourself in your life you can get to a different place. So I definitely want to take some time in this episode to really talk about, you know, where you, you know, where you came from, some of the pitfalls that you faced, and then, you know, obviously where you are today, which is a great place. And I know you, you got some stuff cooking, you know, right now for where you're going, you know, I know it's always something, you know, which is a beautiful thing. So, you know, if you can just, you know, I want to talk, take some time back, uh, take some time and and talk about, you know, uh, your youth and, you know, experience that you had that kind of shaped your life forever. So uh, if you can, if you can kind of talk about that situation just a little bit for the listeners. Yes, sir. Um, I was born and raised in Saginaw, Michigan, and I know uh, I know you from Flint Town, so that's right up the street. Yes, sir. Washington, Flint. I'm from Detroit. So, yeah, we we all around the corner. We all yes, around sir. each other. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. Um, so I was born and raised in Saginaw, Michigan. Um, I went to uh went to uh, private schools up until I got into the eleventh grade. Um, when I graduated from high school, I left uh left my home and went to um, Grand Rapids, Michigan, to go to ITT Technical Institute for Electronics. Um, the plan was to follow in my father's footsteps. He was an electrician for General Motors, a journeyman for General Motors. And um, so I went to Grand Rapids, stayed there for a little bit. I transferred to ITT in Indianapolis, Indiana. I stayed there for a little bit and um, got into some trouble there and left Indianapolis and went to Fort Wayne, Indiana to ITT. Um, I lived there for about six months. Um, I went to a party that I was invited to and uh, met a couple of guys. They asked me to take them to the store to um, get some things. And I took them to the store and stopped at a 
at a stop sign and they hopped out of the car and robbed some people. And um, I, that ended up in a 30 year prison sentence in the state of Indiana. So um, I got sentenced to 30 years in the state of Indiana in the Indiana State Prison, which is by Gary, Chicago, East Chicago, South Bend and that area. So, okay. so um, it was one of the rough run of one of the roughest prisons in the country. Um, uh, when I came into the prison system, they all the prisoners knew what I was in there for. I was running with uh, with gangs before I went in there um, with the gangster disciples. So when I went into the prison system, um, they asked me if I wanted to plug into the into the organization or to plug out. And um, they said um, they were going to put me in the school to start tutoring. So that's where I started um, when I went to prison. I started tutoring in the education department. Um, and then I was the educational coordinator for the organization. Um, after that, I became the chief of security in the prison system for the gangster disciples. And then I became the statewide institutional coordinator for that organization. Um, while I was gone, I had a lot of people that mentored me in old Black Panthers, um, people that had been locked up 40, 50 years that, you know, they just took a liking to me and they used to always tell me that they saw something in me right. and um, they just uh, just poured poured into me. So I learned business principles. Um, I studied law. I've written a lot of uh, law, legislative and, uh, and uh, case law that's on the books. Um, administrative law. So just working in the prison system, um, having awareness sessions and political awareness classes, um, legal classes in the prison system, just educating and um, mentoring people like uh, people mentored me. So while I was in prison, as I went on in, in my prison sojourn, I transitioned from, um, from the organizational activity into revolutionary nationalism, um, I had an African name, Kamau Tabono Kamara. I didn't know we, that. Um, okay. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, I had an African name, and um, I used to have dreadlocks. Actually, I've, I've seen pictures of that. I've seen some pictures of the dreads. Yes, I have seen so it was um, it was something. It, it was something. You know, it was a definitely a learning experience for me. Yes, sir. Um, God was preparing me for such a time as this, and. While I was gone, I, you know, I used to almost every day ask God why he allowed this to happen to me. And um, I didn't, I wasn't aware of why then at that point, but he was preparing me for such a time as this. So while I was, uh, as I was transitioning in the revolutionary nationalist movement, um, we actually broke some guys off of death row that were not supposed to be on there. Um, on death row, they were innocent of what they were being accused of, and the system were, was aware of that. Um, so we uh, we broke them off of death row, and they took uh, they took me and about seven other individuals to maximum security, super maximum security units, where you're locked in a cell for um, for 23 hours a day. Um, I did that for three and a half years straight. I was locked in a cell for 23 hours a day for three and a half years. Wow. Um, I watched people hang themselves, cut on themselves and all sorts of things. Um, I just kept my mind active. Um, I, sometimes I was taking six, seven college courses through correspondence at one time. Um, so I was going to, you know, I, I mean, to interrupt. I just want to, you know, that that's a lot of time to spend by yourself. 
And I was going to ask is. you, how did you keep your mind sharp? So you were actually in enrolled in classes, taking college courses at that time. Yes, sir. Yeah, I was taking uh, correspondence courses through Indiana University. Okay. Um, so I did. I have a bachelor's degree that I acquired while I was in Supermax um, from Indor from Indiana University. Um, but yes, sir. Just um, it was a, it was a difficult time. It was a difficult time in, in my life, just going through those things. Um, the system called my mother and told them that they were going to kill me. Um, the administrative administration did um, just because of the um, the leadership um, that we we had in the prison system, and I was perceived to be one of the heads there. So um, just going through that, it was a difficult time. I actually got got stabbed on Supermax through a a food slot. A guy cut me through a food slot um, with a box cutter that he had to get from the administration, um, and then they. That was right in front of two prison guards and um, they took him to court and find him not guilty and found him not guilty um, and put him back on the unit. Um, several weeks later, I was accused of stabbing him 14 times and um, they took me to court and was trying to give me a uh, an attempted murder case. They told they said I would never get out. Um, but but God, yes, so there, was, um, there was uh, some people that God put in place to intervene in my behalf. And um, so they dropped those charges against me. Um, and I was released from Supermax uh, three and a half, uh, three and a half years in. So it was, um, it was an experience that out of the entire 12 years that I spent in prison, um, that was one of the most taxing times of, uh, of my prison sojourn. But um, it was also a time of self-reflection, a time of self-meditation, um, even now I'm able to, I'm able to deal with myself and to meditate at another place Yes, sir. You know, because I've, I've spent that time with self and dealing with self. And, um, a lot of people have, have challenges in that area when it comes to really doing some really intense self evaluation and, and self-examination. But because of that time of isolation and having to deal with self, having, being forced to deal with yourself, um, it just, it, it makes you look at the world a lot differently. Um, you're hearing the same sounds, the same things every day. So there's very acute sensory deprivation. Yes. Um, when I came out of there, I couldn't stand for anybody to touch me. Right. You know, because, um, because, you know, you, you're lacking that your bells, whistles, lights, all that kind of stuff, you know, you're being deprived of all of that. So, you know, it take it took some adjustment coming from Supermax to uh, back into general population, let alone back into into society. Um, so I was gonna yeah. say, I was just gonna say, you know, in, in that little bit that you shared, it, it it was so much that you unpacked. You know, the the last thing you said about you know just spending that time and really the self reflection and introspect and everything. I think a lot of people take that kind of stuff for granted you know, being able to really, you know, and, and not that you have to go in prison and be in supermax to do that, but, you know, getting your mental health in check and, and knowing who you are is so important to your journey. A lot of people, that's how they get caught up in a lot of the wrong things because they have no idea of self and, yes. you know, you being able to even though, you know, again, you know, that wasn't the opportune situation, but you used your time wisely, not only to educate yourself, but to also find out who you are and, 
and you know what makes you tick and, and and be able to control yourself so you know all throughout the process of you know you running with the wrong crowd to you know figuring out you know because obviously through the process you're a smart man very smart you know obviously being able to to continue to focus to educate to organize you know being put in positions of leadership and i don't think people understand that you know gang culture especially in prison it's it's, it's an organized activity you know it's not just you know, willy nilly is just, you know, kind of the wild, wild west is organization. So just Very understanding so. you being put yeah. in those positions, you know, God was preparing you and you didn't really know it at that time, being in front of Black Panthers, getting that kind of wisdom and knowledge from folks that have come before you. You said you learned about businesses, just different things like that. Like that just lends to the story as we continue to move forward. But I just wanted to touch upon that because that's very powerful, you know, and, and, our, and a lot of people, they, they just don't take that time to, to realize that, yes, it was it wasn't the opportune situation, but use your time wisely. Don't just sit yourself in a place where you have too much idle time because that's where things get, go the wrong way. So, you know, I definitely appreciate that part that you shared. And, you know, I just want to stop there and just talk about that. But uh, please continue on. That was good. Yes, sir. That And what you said was good. Yes, sir. Because it did give me. Uh, it did give me a heightened, not only time, but just being in that environment. It um, You get a heightened knowledge of self. Yes, yes sir. sir. And, and those things are foundational for whatever it is that you decide to do in life. You have to know yourself, um, you know, to thine own self be true, you know, right. it's that old adage. So, so it, it, it did, um, it did allow me to, again, to, to reflect, to, um, to to introspect um to to evaluate and examine myself at another place and um it gave it made me more goal oriented so rather than sit back with idle time and allow the enemy to work on my mind as he as he did so so many people who were in that place right. um it just allowed uh, it, it allowed me to be able to be goal oriented to set goals that were seemingly impossible in that kind of environment to acquire college degrees and to um, do those sorts of things in an environment where, you know, that that's just, you know, it's everyday yeah. hostile. It's know, hard so. to focus on getting an education when somebody is trying to take you out, you know, somebody's trying to kill you. Yes, sir. That, that is, and, that is rough to live yes, daily sir. knowing that. Yes, sir. And that, uh, that, in that area there, it's a, it's a really, it's, um, there's a lot of racial tensions up there. It's a strong, it's a stronghold for the, um, Aryan Brotherhood and the, the Ku Klux Klan is headquartered in Michigan City, Indiana now. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of things that the administration did to help promote, um, racial unrest within the prison system to try to maintain control, um, pitting, you know, pitting one organization against the other one so that, you know, the focal point wouldn't be on the administration so much as it would be on the on the inmates pitting the, you know, the the vice lords against the gangster disciples and the four corner hustlers against the vice lords and the Aryan brotherhoods against the other organizations that were there. So it was um, something just to be able to sit at the table and um, have conversations with people from various backgrounds and various walks of life and to come up with with ideas and with um, solutions to problems that function in the best interests of the of the inmate population. 
So yes, um, we did uh, we did those things and maintained structure and within the prison system in the state of Indiana. Um, so it it was an experience, and that experience um, helped me to be able to deal with the organizational structures that I have to maintain now. Right. So he was again preparing me for such a time as this. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, you know, going through, you know, you know, going through the prison system, learning what you learned and really preparing you for that next phase of life. So, you know, you at some point, you know, are released from prison, you know, and I'm not trying to to minimize this the story, but you know, at some point you get released out of prison and you transition back into the regular world, you know, and, and the question is coming, how did you get into the furniture business? But, you know, I think there's a little bit left between that time, but how did you get to that place of, you know, I'm working in the furniture business or are, are you have an idea that I want to be in this business? I guess, um, I guess I can, I can tell you, okay. The, when I got out of prison, and that's a whole nother story, um, the day that I was supposed to walk out of the prison system, um, the, I was sitting at the door with my stuff and the administration said I had to do two more years because they misinterpreted a law that I wrote for time cuts for prisoners to get GDs, high school diplomas, associates and bachelor's degrees. So, so um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's not graze over that. They yes. misinterpreted a law that you wrote. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I wrote a proposal to um to a state legislator in uh, Gary, Indiana, and um, he took that proposal to this to the legislature and it became law. And what it provided for was time cuts for prisoners that got GEDs, high school diplomas, associates, bachelor's degrees and trades. They also got time cuts for completing anger management and for um, doing uh anger management and substance abuse. Mm. So if they completed programming there, they would get uh, time cuts up to a maximum of four years off of your sentence. So I received a 30 year sentence in the state of Indiana and with good time behavior, that meant I would do uh, 15 years and then I could get an additional four years off of that 15, which means that I would have to have to actually serve 11. Okay. Um, but the administration interpreted the statute differently they said the four years should come off to 30 to make it 26 and cut the 26 in half to make it 13 mm. so the that was not the intent of the legislature of the state legislature um i was able to get released two weeks later after filing uh, a pro se that means i filed it myself a petition for a writ of habeas corpus for immediate release and then um, I was released two weeks later based on the legislative intent of that statute that I wrote. Um, so it was just, um, again, another God thing. He was uh, putting me in position and preparing yes, me for such a time as this um, to maintain um, to maintain discipline under adversity, um, things like that, to not be reactionary when when people do something or when people say something to not immediately respond and react, right. but to be uh, disciplined and to, to, you know, think through the process and the response. Yes. Sir. Right. Right. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the fourth, the other good thing about God gave you the ability to acquire the knowledge of how to structure yourself, know the laws and be able to fight on your own behalf, which is, 
you know, a lot of a lot of people in the system, they don't have that. You know, they're 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 getting these, you know, state appointed attorneys and things like that. And, you know, for you, you were able to go out there and get the knowledge. So, you know, did you ever think about going into law at any point or going into legislature at any point in time after you were released? Was that ever in your thought process? I did ponder that for some time because I do I do love the law. I've uh, I've written a lot of uh, a lot of case law, a lot of statutory law. I've gotten guys out of prison writing law. Um, I've written civil law on the federal and state levels, so I enjoy the law. Um, but um, it it just was not the path that God had set for me. Yes, sir. You know. Um, it, it wasn't the path that he had set for me. So when I got out of prison, I um I was looking around for jobs and um, looking everywhere for jobs. And, you know, there's the condemnation that comes with being recently released from prison. Right. You know, not only the the stigma that's associated with it, but the own self-esteem issues that that we have. You know, we you know, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that, you know, when you release it from your mouth saying, Oh, they don't want to give me a job because I'm, you know, I just got out of prison and stuff like that. So I had to renew my mind and start changing my speech. And um, I finally found a job and started uh, started uh, cooking for KFC um, when I first came home. That was about three weeks after I got home. And God blessed me with a teaching position about six months after I came home from prison. So I started teaching uh as an adjunct for Davenport University in uh in Cairo, Michigan. Started teaching college. That's a big um, jump to go from cooking at KFC to, to cooking, I mean teaching being a college professor, adjunct professor. So that that is huge. Yes, sir. It was and I was very excited about um about God opening that door for me. And um it was an awesome experience. Um Actually, some of my students made national news about some interviews that took place um, with the local business owners in in Cairo, Michigan. So it was just uh, it was a blessing. It was a great experience. Um, I love to teach. It's a it's a passion of mine. And I look to uh, I look to go back to to that someday. Okay. Um, but while I was teaching, I was um, I I stepped out of prison into um, into my into a house that was paid for from proceeds that I had earned while I was in prison and um and I was looking for furniture for that house and I went into a furniture store and the my salesman uh was the sales manager and he says you know you should uh you should think about selling furniture you do really good at it so um (laughs) I pondered the thing and um I pondered it and put in an application and he hired me and took me through two weeks of training and um after that, he put me on the sales floor and I started selling furniture. Wow. So you, you, that that is a different path, you know, to go from prison to cooking at KFC to teaching. And now you are selling furniture. So how does that process, you know, going into furniture, I guess, what caused what made that helped you make that decision to go into furniture sales? Well, I knew um, I knew that uh, I could teach part I was teaching part-time as an adjunct so I could sell furniture full-time and you know they said they work around my teaching schedule so you know it it was uh just another means for me mentally in my mind of uh of generating income so um 
I uh, I started selling furniture um, a week in to uh, a week after I got trained. I think a week or two after I got trained, he put me on the sales floor and the um, the sales manager, the first customer that I said hi to, um, they went to the back of the store and he went back there and wrote wrote a sale up. He wrote my customer up and uh and took him to the desk. So I was hot. I was upset. I'm like, that's my customer. <laughs> He's not supposed to be writing up my customer. That's my customer. But um after he did that, um, and he walked past me and was popping the paper in my face, he said, Ed, these uh these people are coming in the store and um they are trusting you to they're spending thousands of dollars with you and they're trusting you to furnish their home where their kids sleep. Um where they eat dinner. So they want to know that they're spending money with somebody that actually cares about, you know, about their home. Mm. So you can't just let them roam around. You have to be attentive to them and, you know, and talk to them and do needs assessments to determine what they, what they need and what they desire for their homes. So after that, I started, you know, being a little bit more attentive to my customers and really enjoyed, um, really enjoyed what I was doing. So um, after um, after so long in Saginaw, Michigan, a lot of the GM plants left there and um, the economy turned south. So um, I had a bunch of family in Tennessee that told me that I should come to Tennessee. And I came and visited a couple of times and decided to transfer. Um, so I transferred from uh, Value City Furniture to American Signature uh, Furniture here in, in uh, Nashville. Okay. So um, during... Uh, well, I've since uh, coming to Nashville, I've uh, been the uh, sales manager at Sprint and other stores around. I've worked at three or four other stores in uh, in Tennessee. Um, sold furniture to several Titans players. Um, I've furnished their homes. Um, predators, um, country music singers, just people from all walks of life. While I was working at um other, at other furniture stores, just acquiring knowledge of the furniture business from different uh, businesses that I worked for, um, assessing their business models, just um, just taking it all in. Really what I enjoyed most was the interaction with people, though, right. um, just um, getting to know people and assess people's needs. And, you know, when you're in this, this kind of business, people come get furniture for lots of different reasons. Um, people need it need lift chairs for medical issues, um, family members going into assisted living communities, people going through divorces, um, people going to college. So in furniture sales, um, not only are you a salesman, but sometimes you have to be counselor. Sometimes you have to be um, financial advisor. So right. it's, just, um, it's just good just to be able to serve God's people. And um, I really enjoyed what I was doing. So and, I and it's kind of up. in your lane, helping people, you know, when you were in prison, you were helping, you know, helping yourself, but also writing laws to help others. It wasn't just always about you. You were looking to see how you can help change the system that you got to see firsthand was was corrupt and, you know, try to make it better for others. And now here you are, you know, people would take it lightly as a furniture salesman. And but you're helping people, you're helping change and, and change their lives, you know, so it's it's in your wheelhouse so you're still doing what you're called to do just in a different in a different um environment which is you know that's how god will use you so that is that's great hey man that's good that's good right there yes sir that is real good and it's just um it's having that mentality and that heart 
that heart for people to have a heart to serve and God honors that no matter what capacity that you're doing it in, mm. whether it be in, you know, at in the church setting or in the uh, in the world, you know, just um, in the uh, marketplace, just having a, a servant's heart. God honors that, um, you know, and people recognize it also, you know, um, whether you're, you know, you're just looking to to get financial gain or if you really care about, you know, about people and about what they need and that sort of thing so it's just uh it's just been great to watch him work and watch him um elevate the and bless the works of, of our hands um so after um i owned a car wash on jefferson street just to to go to move forward um with with the story i owned a car wash on jefferson street called new generation and um i got into a tax problem so I walked into this guy's office and um, to help me with my tax problem. He's a CPA. And it just so happened, I didn't know this at the time, but he owned most of the Liberty Tax Services franchises in Nashville and, oh, did wow. the, and does a, he does the taxes for Opry Mills and for the Gaylord Opryland Hotel. Okay, so um, real deal. A, yeah, he's got a small little, a small building, but doing big things. Yes, never sir. I walked in there and uh, he's a little Asian guy and he shorter guy. And he says, um, Hey, I know you. He reminds me a lot of my martial arts instructor when I was younger, but he goes, yeah, I know you. I know you. I said, no, so I've never met you a day in my life. He says, I no, no. Um, I live next door to your boss and he's always bragging about how much money you make for him. Um, how would you like to open your own furniture store? And I'm like, um, I'm like, wow. So at this time, I'd been in the furniture world for about 10 years. Okay. So um, I've gotten, I'd acquired some really good experience. Um, I always stayed at the top of the sales list, no matter what, uh, no matter what store I was in, um, regionals and between several states for Ashley, I was at the top of the state uh, of the regional sales list for Ashley Furniture over Kentucky. Uh, Tennessee and Indiana and Illinois. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so it was just good. And I, he said, um, I, he said, you got some money put up to buy some furniture? I said, yes, sir. He says, well, I have a building in Columbia. Here's the keys. And here's $50,000. Um, so the first day I met him, he told me he gave me the keys to um, to his building and gave me $50,000 cash to open my own store. Wow. So this guy, first time you meet him, gives you keys to a building and invest in you and your business. That yes, is, sir. That I is was, God. Uh, <laughs> I, I was, I was blown away. I was, wow. like, I was like, wow, that's, you know, I'm, <laughs> I didn't know what to say. I was, I, my most mind. people wouldn't I, at that point, just throw your hands yeah, up and say, yeah. thank you. Thank you, guys. Yes, sir. Wow. Yeah, so I, I did just that too, and um, I think he knew that um, just seeing me and knowing some of the things that that was gonna just run off with his money, you know. Yes, so, so I, it was a hard thing for him, and um, in uh, in that period of time, both of us have been blessed. Um, right now, um, we yeah, I want to move to go too fast and, and with this, but right now we own the um the largest furniture store in Murray County. Um, and we, we have several assisted living, 13 assisted living communities that we furnish homes for, 
And we're doing whole subdivisions out of this store. Wow. Um, we do right now. We just got a contract to do the models for Old South properties. So we're doing uh, all of their model homes now. Um, so it's just uh, God is just good. Uh, all the government offices, schools. Um, we opened another store at Murfreesboro. Our business tripled in the middle of the pandemic, and yes, sir. we opened another store in the middle of the pandemic. So it's just been amazing to to watch God work and to use this place. Um, to use this store. It's, um, and I want to, I want to talk about that real quick. You know, you, you mentioned the business triple during the pandemic, you know, and, and not just, you know, you've tripled your, you know, real estate out there in, in Columbia because you started off with one portion of, of the building he offered you. And then you bought the whole mall. So you've got the whole strip mall and, and turned that into your whole store. Um, but I want to I want to ask you. You 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 mentioned that your business tripled during a pandemic. Well, a lot of people are losing money. You know, obviously, your heart was to bless people, and you've blessed a lot of people. You know, customers have come in there, and you've blessed them. You know, giving them great prices on furniture, blessed them. You've I've seen you give away furniture to folks. You know, and not bragging about it, but you've done it. You know, just because that was in your heart. So you're sowing seeds. Do you think? the reason why you were able to prosper where a lot of people faltered during that time was through the giving um, you're giving, not just, you know, not just what you do to the kingdom, but just you're giving just your heart, just your time and talents to people. Do you think that's where you got ahead at was just in the giving alone? Yes, sir. And I, and I thank you for, um, thank you for, for that. And yes, sir. It's, um, it's just uh it's a God thing. First, um we I have to thank uh I have to thank um my pastor, Apostle Amos Howard, for giving us that revelation on on seed time harvest and on our giving on giving and um to our partners over at Living Truth Christian Center for all of the um all of the love and all of the knowledge that that they have bestowed upon us to help us get to this place. But um it is a God thing. It's um the Bible says that giving it'll it'll be given to you, um, mm. pressed down, good measure, pressed down, shaking, shaking together, together and running over. Yes, the Bible sir. is replete with messages about giving. And, um, you know, when you open up, the world opens up to you. And we um, we're just um, experiencing God's best um, living under an open heaven right now. Yes, uh, uh, and it's just watching God work. A lot of it, and I believe a lot of it is due to our giving. Um, we don't talk about it a lot, um, but we watch God in this season. He is manifesting the things that we release from our mouth supernaturally and ex and expeditiously. Yes, so I'm watching him work. Um, I'm watching him walk out some things for us that, you know, it's just um, in the natural sense, it would man would call it impossible mm -hmm. but we watch god time and time again do the impossible and we um we know that it's because of some of the seeds that we've sown um we don't talk about it again a lot um the bible says if you do it in silence god will reward you publicly yes sir. so we don't talk about it a lot but and you're um, reaping it Yes, sir. We and he, we're watching him reward us publicly. But just to just to share a few things, um, I was listening to the Faith Refresher. I spoke at our Faith Refresher in 2019, and 
I made a statement during that faith refresher that um, we were getting, my wife and I were getting in our spirit to sow a $100,000 seed is what I, I said during that faith refresher. And we watched only a few months later, we were blessed to be able to write that check. And, and during that year, my wife and I sold over right at a quarter million dollars into the kingdom, wow. not with our business and personal giving. Yes, sir. Um, and to be able to, and we didn't miss a, a penny of it. God just uh, supernaturally increased it. And we're watching him manifest a hundredfold on our seed on everything that, that we saw. We're watching him manifest the hundredfold. So we're looking for a $10 million harvest on our hundred thousand dollars. Yes, we're watching him. We're watching him do that brick by brick. Um, and I'm there glad you go. spoke it because a lot of people won't speak that. A lot of people will just kind of keep that under their breath and be afraid to say that, you know, the fact that you were being transparent in, in that seed, because people think about them like, oh, they're just giving money and, and this. they're not they're not they're just trying to show off and give a lot of money. And for what? But you understand, like you said, the, the principle of seed time harvest, you understand that your seed has a voice. And you know the power that comes with that. I mean, it's it's basic. It's a basic principle. It, it works in the earth. If you sow seeds, you will reap a harvest, you know, and there's things that you did with that. It wasn't just standing up there to say it. You had it in your heart to do it. So it was ingrained in you that, you know, we're going to be able to do this. The money manifested. You didn't have to go out and and do a lot of crazy stuff to do it just so I can prove God, right, prove the message right. God knew your heart. And he provided you guys with the seed to sow. And the, and the word says he will provide seed to the sower. And he did yes, that, you know, and Amen. now you're able to, to move forward. And now your faith is elevated at a place because I'm sure at that time, you know, and, and some people would, would try to fight against. There's a little fear that rises up when you when you make a statement like that, you know, to say I'm going to give that much money in front of people. But the thing is, you had it in your heart to do it before you even stood up there and said it. And God yes, bless sir. that. It wasn't a show of, hey, look at me. It was God put this in my heart. I'm making it known publicly. And so it's going to be done. You know, people may try to question it like, yeah, but you knew it. And you guys, you and your wife had it in your heart. And that is the beautiful thing about the whole process. It's not necessary. It's not about the amount of the seed, because for some people, it's a thousand dollars. Some people, it's a hundred dollars, depending on where they're at you know you always hear apostle said you know too much is given much is required you know and you guys have seen that process and been blessed along the way and, and you get pulled into things you know and it's not a pull like a forceful pull it's god telling you you're at a different level and where you guys want to go for you to say you know this is the seed we have in our heart we're going to sow that and now you can claim and say i'm looking for that 10 million dollar harvest and say it with boldness knowing that god is going to provide that and it's already in motion. And, that, and that's the beautiful thing about it. So, you know, I, I always hear people, you know, say negative things about giving and oh, you just going to give to somebody or give to the church and they ain't going to do nothing with the money. Whatever the church does, you know, we sow in fertile ground. You know, we know that. Uh, but if we heard if we heard God say something, you do it and let God deal with the rest. You've done yes. your part. 
So I appreciate you being transparent in that because, you know, some people won't do that of fear of, you know, people looking at them wrong or something. But, you know, there's no fear. You're a giver. It's in your heart. You're going to do it. And that's just who you are. It's your DNA. So, you know, and that's why you are where you are. Um, a big reason for that. So I just wanted to touch upon that. I apologize for interrupting. But, no, no need to apologize. That's real good. And it has to be a for God to honor it. It has to be a hard thing. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Um, it has to be a hard thing because. If you're giving for show or to be seen or anything like that, you know, you that's like casting your seed upon a swine. Right. So, you know, God's not going to honor that. So it has to be something that that's done from the heart, something that, you know, that you genuinely desire to do. And when it when it does come from the heart, God will just bless it according to uh, to his biblical contracts and mm-hmm. that's what they are they're they're contracts yes sir. He says, if you do this if you're willing and obedient you'll eat the best of the land yes sir if you honor your father and mother it will be well with you so if you if you look at the bible it's full of it's full of if you do this i'll do that if you do this i'll do that so he's going to do his part yes sir he's true and faithful to his word so he's going to do his part the um our th- the only thing is uh, is us holding up our end of the bargain yes and, um yeah and, I, and i'm gonna do a whole thing about because some of that is I've from watched, fear um, written things down that um years ago that god has manifested um mm. and we're pulling this stuff out and looking at it and you know Um, um, to write down uh, five things that we desire to manifest. And I said, I wanted a Tesla. We checked that off the list. Yes, sir. I said, I wanted to open a store in Murfreesboro. We checked that off the list. I said, I wanted a house with a hot tub in it. He gave us a house with three bodies of water in it. Yes, so, sir. Thing, um, I said, I wanted to work three days a week. We still working on that one. But hey. But it's gonna manifest it's gonna manifest but you know what it's, it's another important nugget that you shared there and again I, I'm, I'm stopping you to call these things out because you said you know you wrote it down and a lot of people miss the small steps in the process of actually taking time to write down what you are asking what you're desiring what you want to manifest having that vision in front of you actually write it down you know yes sir yeah but writing it down and making it plain you were saying yes sir yes sir uh, it's good that's good stuff there and um you're able to um you're able to see things manifest not only speaking it but the bible does say write it down and make it plain and you're you'll able you'll you'll be able to see god work and god manifest the things that that you say and that you write when you when you're being faithful to his word yes sir and you did the same thing and when you were incarcerated you had goals and you wrote down the goals to you know write the legislature that you did get the degrees that you got so again the principles working through different stages so you know that that is important for people to see that like you you know uh, this isn't just uh, we're not just saying this stuff, you know, for, you know, just for show, like there's a reason why you write something down and you keep it in front of you and you speak to it all the time, because when you see it manifest, that is what's going to encourage your faith to continue to move forward and, and go higher and higher and and, and and where you are and where from going where you were. So having that to go back to, and like you said, you pull, you can pull it back out and you can remember and you can kind of see 
what God has brought you through. And, and, and that just encourages you to go higher and higher. And that's what God is trying to prepare you. And that's, that's that, that's the flow as an heir. That is where you're going. You know, you have to continue to go to get that blessing. You know, this is, this isn't the stopping point. There's much higher to go. So that's an important nugget to make sure that you're definitely, you know, writing down what you're desiring, having that vision in front of you and your family and, and continue to work on that. So that's, that's a good nugget. Appreciate that. Yes, sir. That's good. That's good. Yes, sir. That is good. Yes. It's just, um, it's just a blessing to watch God work and to see what he's doing in this season. Um, yes, sir. It's just amazing. Um, he is growing and increasing us in faith. Um, we're seeing, um, we're seeing we we're seeing our faith match our make our expectation. Mm-hmm. When you have faith for a thing, um, you expect for it to manifest. And when your faith and your your faith and your expectation are married, um, so when you have faith for a thing, you expect for it to manifest. And when those things come together, your behaviors start changing to bring that those things into into reality yes, so it's just um watching god do what only he can in this season and um it's um he's just functioning in the supernatural that's where he works at in the supernatural and um that's just where we we try to reside and right and, right and and, that, and that's the blessing of it all. i mean and, and that's not to say that the enemy and there's no there's no test or challenges that come with this process you know, there's going to be a test. It's not a testimony without the test in there. And I think a lot of people, again, you know, they hear the good, they hear all of this, but they don't know that there were challenges that came along the way. There are things that, you know, you know, came against you, but you stayed in tune with what, you know, God is leading you to do and you didn't falter, you didn't give up. And so many times people, they give up right at the doorstep of where they're supposed to be. And all they got to do is take one more step forward and the door just opens up and you're where you're supposed to be, where God is trying to move you to in that season. But, you know, they allow the enemy or they allow themselves even to, you know, falter and they, they lose perspective and they think, oh, it's not going to happen because the time frame wasn't what you expected or, you know, it didn't happen exactly how you wanted it. And, and so it's like, well, is this God? And, and they just change and shift focus. So, you know, it's important to understand, you know, you got to keep moving forward with what you know and, and know the voice of God, first of all. Um, it's the same thing that, you know, Chef Gerard mentioned when I talked to him and his story, you know, knowing the voice of God and not only knowing the voice of God, but also, you know, acting on what God is telling you to do. Yes, um, that is that is big. You know, some people hear God all day and they they try to shut it out like, no, nah, God can't be telling me to do that. That ain't that don't sound right. And it's like, no, God is telling you to do it. You just in the flesh don't want to do it. That's right. So <laughs> that's right. That's good. Yes, that's sir. really good there. And, you know, everybody, um, you know, faith, faith, uh, like Pastor Winston said, faith is a is a muscle. It has to be exercised. Yes, sir. So, even though God gave each one of us the same measure of faith, um, all of us are, you know, we're all growing to to utilize the full measure. Yes, you know, and we're at different faith levels. Um, my faith today is at another place than what it was a year ago. Yes, sir. but it, it's just um, a culmination of things that help to to grow people in faith. And God's dealing with me in that right now because he uses this place for me to help other people. And I know part of that is, is my testimony. Mm. Um, 
Yes. And I know a big part of that is my testimony. So it's a balance for me against it's a balance for me, you know, and I, I'm, I'm listening to God instruct me um, not wanting to sound like not not wanting to sound braggadocio, like I'm bragging about yes. the, that that God has blessed me with, but also to be able to reveal some of those things and uh, some of the, for instance, like we were discussing earlier, some of the seeds that we've sown and yes, some of the things that we believe God for and watch him manifest for us to help increase other people's faith right. without sounding like we're like we're bragging or, or boasting. Um, and one of the things that the Bible says is that, you know, God, God works the way that God works is he does it in a manner where, you know, where it, it's supernatural, where, you know, you can't, you can't boast because you didn't do, you know, you didn't do it because right. you couldn't do it in a natural sense. Yes, so sir. that's how he's been working for us. He's been, he's been taking the impossible and, and making it possible. And when, um, and we just give him the glory and that's what he wants. So we, we give him the glory and we reap the benefit. Yes. Sir. You know, we're able to get the benefit. So, you know, that's what we do. And we just praise him and, and give him the glory for all that he's done and that he continues to do in our lives and yeah. in the lives of the believers on um, the people that, um, that we sharpen our iron against. We, we celebrate with you all your yes, victories, your successes. Um, we celebrate them as if it were us. You know, right. and we watch God honor that as well. So, you know, you know, because he said um, he said in the Bible as well that um, whatever good thing you desire for someone else. So we celebrate yes, with, uh, with with people, you know, and we, we just honor him and he just continues to do only what he can. So we're just excited about the next place that he's taking us. Um, we've been acquiring all sorts of real estate in this season. Um uh, in just watching God do it. Yes, well. sir. And, and and that's that's important too because I think from a business perspective, you know, you have you and your wife have a, a pretty nice portfolio, not just furniture stores. Uh, you know, have other real estate endeavors, uh, stock investments, different things. So, you know, from you and in, in in your process and how you you know how how you and your wife have developed and come up and through this journey, um, you know, how big is it? for you to to make sure that people are understanding that they need to diversify what they're doing, diversify their investments, making sure that, you know, they're involved in more than just one type of thing because there's so much money to be made out there and people lose focus and lose sight of, you know, having those different streams. And, you know, you guys have multiple streams of, of revenue, which, you know, we're taught, you know, you need to have. So when one stream is kind of, you know, starting to go a little dry, you got other streams to pick up and then you just, you know, and it's a lot of it is cyclical too. So you can kind of shift focus to other things. So, you know, from your perspective, how important is it for you to, to make sure that you've got diversifying interest in, in, in what you've invested in? Uh, it, it is vital. Um, it is vital that even if, even within the, any business that, that you have, there's different streams that you can. So at the furniture store, we we sell furniture and that's one stream of income. But we also deliver furniture. So we generate profits from our deliveries. Mm. We also sell a fabric in a, a extended warranty. So that's another stream of in, income. So um, there's several internal 
streams that we have. We rent U-Hauls here. So that's another stream of income that's internal. So there's several streams of income within the furniture store that we generate. And um, so and so not only internally, but again, as you said, stock investments, um, properties and things like that. It's very important to to diversify. So like you said, when um when if one stream goes, you know, is not doing as well, then um then you um you can you start focusing on on one of the others. But one thing that I noticed when God ordains a thing, you there's no worry and there's no yes, there's no concern with that. Yes, when God ordains a thing, it's gonna be it's gonna be blessed anyhow. Yes, and sir. it doesn't matter what the world looks like. It doesn't matter what the circumstances look like. Everybody else could be complaining, and we've experienced that so many times. Um, there's furniture stores that closed during COVID. Right. Good that that went out of business. Our business tripled. So it doesn't matter what it looks like. It, it what matters is faith. Yes, sir. What matters is putting your faith to work. Yes, so no, God has given each of us that measure of faith, and He said the just shall live by faith. Um, you know, without faith, it's impossible to please Him. Um, walk by faith and not by sight. So we just believe God for the things that we we desire for, you know, for our life. Um, and God knows that we're going to use them for his purpose and for yes, his sir. name. So he just, um, he makes it happen. He makes it happen for us, you know, and um, we just honor him. We honor him through our seed, through our giving. We honor him through our praise and our worship. And um, we just watch him do it only he can. So, yes, sir. So that uh, it's good to be diversified, but I believe also that if God has ordained a thing and he has instructed you and given you direction to move in a certain uh, in a certain place in the marketplace in in a certain way or with a certain commodity in the marketplace and God has instructed you in that respect, that he is not going to give you that instruction and not give you the means to be able to generate. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, if he's ordained it yes, now, sir. so that's just how he works. And we just, um, we just believe it. We put our faith to work. That's how we yes, do it. And then the key we is like you faith. said, if, 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 if God ordained it, you know, then you can rest on that. It's done. Rest. You know, you don't have to worry and stress about that. And, I, and that, and that's good. That's a good reminder, you know, there in making sure that you heard God, you know, it was God knowing the voice of God. So if he gives you an instruction and you act on it, you don't have to worry about that. You can move on to the next thing. Cause I think that the thing he gave you is done. You do what he instructed you to do and just let him work. And, and you could do that on one thing, you know, and, and, you know, I know a lot of business classes and things, you know, a lot of people say you got to have multiple streams. And like you said, just from your furniture store, you've got several streams just in that one, you know, that one place of business. And so, you know, even if people have, you know, entrepreneurs or, you know, small business owners and business owners in general, you know, one thing I think the pandemic taught, taught a lot of folks is how to really think outside of the box, but look within, you know, what you have and really think about how you can maximize your, your, your um, potential and what you can gain financially from the business that you have. Um, using your resources, figuring out ways that you guys have a very interactive system um, in the internet with the internet and and with the, the screen that you have to find furniture and just the process. I know you've got a new website now that's even more interactive than before. So, you know, finding ways to assist customers and help people 
you know, not just to get them to the store and then you throw them some crazy sales line. Like you're actually, you know, helping people to find stuff in the, in the, in their own homes. And then, you know, once they come and talk to you guys in person, you know, you're just, you know, blessing folks with the knowledge and the, and the wisdom and just, you know, the care that you take and what you do. So, you know, that's going to keep people coming back to you, you know, and that's going to keep that's people coming back to you and your wife. You know, I, I know you guys, you know, you don't have franchises, but, you know, I see that thing expanding to where y'all got your own franchise. You know, you're franchising out in multiple states, you know, not just in the in the middle Tennessee area, but all around. So, um, you know, brother, I, I appreciate your time. You know, I, I want to respect your time with 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 everything. Um, you know, I appreciate the nuggets you share and I appreciate the transparency of it all. Uh, because sometimes people people need to hear this. That's the purpose of this podcast. It's really you know, hear the stories hear you know, and be able to get that information, you know, get the inspiration from that and then take action, you know, take action, you know, today, get out there, you know, write down if, it, if, if there isn't, if there is one nugget that people drew from today, you know, is, is understanding to write it down what you desire, write down the vision, make it plain, you know, and speak to it, you know, create a vision board. These are basic things that, you know, we learn in the church, but even, you know, I've been around several people that are not even believers and they have vision boards, you know, they, they That's use right. the, they use the, the phrase of, you know, the universe will bring it in. You know, there's the, there's a movie that's out that's old. It's called the secret, you know, and it's, if you speak it, the universe will bring it back in and things like that, you know, it's biblically based, but you know, however you want to spin it, it is the power of the tongue It's the law of attraction. And, yes. you know, and, and that that stuff is real. You know, we we really take we, we miss the small things and we miss our opportunity to be blessed the way God wants us to be blessed because we don't do the little things like that. You know, being scared to, you know, if you have a desire and it's not just about material things, but if you have a desire for a certain car, you know, some people are just scared to go test drive the thing. Sit in it, experience it, let your let your let your body experience it, let you feel what that car f- feels like. You know, you had a desire for a time to get a Tesla. You wrote it down. You got it. And you said, OK, I did that. It was cool. You know, maybe again, I, I get another one. But you had that experience. You know, it, it had you had not gone and test drove one and done all of that. You know, would you have gotten it? Maybe not, you know, because you didn't take the time to do it. So I, I think and then write it down and say you want to get it. Some people are afraid of what others think and oh, that's going to cost this. And, you know, if you write it down and God provides it for you, you know, you ain't got to worry about it. So, yes, sir. And that's um, another thing is. You just have to, you have to just, those naysayers and all that stuff, you just got to tune all that out. Yes, sir. You have to just, you know, not pay them any attention. And if they are naysayers and they're, you know, you just got to get them out of, out of your way and out of your circle. I'm a, I was listening to, um, to something not too long ago. And, uh, the gentleman said that if, um, it, if I give you a million dollars, you better become a millionaire quick or you'll be broke yes sir before too long so it takes a renewing of the mind um and that's what a lot of it is is our thinking as you said um we've been trained to have a a consumption sustenance mentality a poverty mentality yes versus a um versus a produce a productive mentality we've been taught to have a consumption mentality Mm -hmm. and with that consumption mentality it's always it's a paycheck to paycheck type of right. mentality versus producing things that's going to establish generational wealth for you and your family. Right. So it's just good. 
and it's that regeneration yeah it's 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 the mentality is that survival mentality you know you hear people say i'm just gonna you know some people are just very good at saving money but not realizing that that money isn't doing anything for them just sitting in a bank you know yes. there's nothing wrong with having you know money in the account but god gives seed to the sower means you have to give and it's not just giving to the kingdom but you know, being able to, he gives you money to spend on things to invest in. He gives you money to spend on investing in people, investing in yourself, investing in your business. It's not just about taking the money, sitting in an account and just saying, okay, God, expand this. Cause that's not what he's giving you the money for. It's supposed to recite. You're supposed to be a, a you know, a general, you're supposed to continue to regenerate money. You know, wealth is supposed to, you know, you talk about the wealth transfer, you know, money come, comes out of your hands. And as soon as it comes out, it comes back multiplied to you, you know, if Amen. you, if you work that principle. So, um, you know, you've got it. And, and that's just a mindset. It's a poverty mindset that, you know, we've got to try to break, you know, through faith, through speaking it, through writing it down, because it's more than just saying it, you got to internalize it too. It's um, a lifestyle. It's a yes, lifestyle sir. change. It's a it lifestyle is. change it is. is what it is. So, um, and it's just something to watch, watch him work. Yes, sir. It's something it's, um, he, yeah. When you, you, it's a, it's a lifestyle change and just to, just to be able to release it freely and not think twice about it. Um, God just honors that he honors that. So it's just good. This is good stuff. Yes, sir. Yeah. It's good to see it. And, and, and I see it in different people, you know, I see it in you. And like I said, it encourages my faith. It gives me that inspiration, but you know, it's one thing to be inspired. It's another thing to take the information, the inspiration, and then create those actual items and then move forward on there. And, and I think that's that's the the gap. And that's what this is. That's what this podcast is about. And that's why I want to have people on there like you on here like you. Um, you know, I definitely want to have you come back because I know God's going to continue to to blow your mind. And I'm going to continue to sit back and cheer from the side and watch it. You know he gonna I mean? blow our mind. He gonna be. He gonna blow our mind. Oh um, yes, sir. Yeah, the, the Bible says in the mouth of two will a thing be established. So he gonna blow your mind and my mind. Yes, sir. Well, says, I agree. We're gathered together, huh? Well, yes, we, sir. We together and we we there. Sir. So you know, I'm I'm yeah. on the ride with you. You know, I'm yes, I'm sir. cheering and I I know you yes, and your sir. wife y'all y'all are showing us so much. You know, and and it's not about you know you know we don't we don't sit down and chop it up all the time. And that's the beauty of some of the things of being able to have social media and different things. Cause I see what people do and I know the hearts of the people that are doing it. And I see how God is blessing you guys. And I never, you know, that's one of the things about our communities. We don't, we don't, you know, for when I say our community within our church and just people that we're around, you know, that we, we associate with, we make sure that, you know, people are truly cheering for the success. They're cheering for you they know, they see what God is doing. And, you know, when I see God working for other people, I'm like, well, I know he does it for me. I've seen him do it for me. I know he's going to continue to do it. So, Amen. you know, let's keep raising the bar. You raise the bar, you know, I'm raising the bar with you, you know, y'all, yes, y'all, you know, we, we, it's, it's not a race against each other, but you know, y'all helping to continue to elevate that thing. And that's Amen. what I really appreciate, you know, from you and your wife. So, you know, again, I, I 100% appreciate this. I, I thank you for your time. I know you running businesses right now. Um, I do want to say, you know, if you could just tell people how they can get in touch with you with Furniture Innovations, you know, where your store is located, website and all that, so we can make sure that that they're coming out there and, and, and getting some of that good furniture you got. Well, thank you so very, very much. I do appreciate that. I appreciate you for having me on this podcast also. Um, God's going to continue to bless it, bless you. Um, 
He's going to use you and this podcast to increase other people's faith and to take people to the next level in faith. And when we go to the next level in faith, the material aspect, it, it'll, it will be provided. Yes, sir. The sustenance will be provided. It will be provided with God's best. So we just believe by faith that. that he is going to manifest that for you in every respect for you, your house. And we're watching God manifest the things that we say expeditiously yes, in the sir. time that it took for for the olive tree that jesus cursed to rot mm. that was overnight yes that sir. He's manifesting these things expeditiously for yes. us and for you so we just we just believe by faith that that's that yes sir we are um we're uh furniture innovation we're at 2500 k lane i'm gonna get into my sales yes sir go right ahead <laughs> so we're uh, <laughs> we're at 2500 k lane in columbia tennessee um we have our second location at 1208 east northfield in murfreesboro tennessee and we're blessed that store's been open for a year already and it's been uh it's been bananas over there um but that's 2500 k lane in columbia tennessee and uh, that's 1208 East Northfield in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. That's Furniture Innovation 615.com is our new website. Our old website is still up. That's 931.com, Furniture Innovation 931.com. Uh, but you can check our new website up it, out. It's phenomenal. Furniture Innovation 615.com. All right. Now, y'all saw how he went to sales mode. That, that's how you know. <laughs> And he does some great commercials. So if you ever get a chance, you know, look him up. Uh, he's on Facebook as well. So, you know, search him out on Facebook. Uh, they got some of the greatest commercials out there. Uh, I still laugh at the one where you, they got you shrunken down and you're jumping around. So you got some pretty innovative French innovations. got some innovative commercials. So I definitely like that. Uh, so his name is Edward Ellsworth. Uh, as he said, him and his wife are owners of Furniture Innovation uh in uh columbia and in murfreesboro please check them out brother ed again i appreciate your time sir i think you give all the love to your wife and family and we will have you on the show again so we can continue to unravel some of these lessons that you're sharing and just continue to see how god is blessing you through all the works that you guys are doing so much love to you sir i appreciate it have a blessed evening and we will talk again thank you so so much god bless you um Wealth, riches, and good health be in your house in Jesus' name. Thank you. I receive it. Yes, sir. Thank right. you so, so much Flow for that. Flow on, my brother. Flow on. <laughs> All right. Now. All right. Take care. Well, there you have it. Once again, that is another episode of the Airflow Podcast completed. I just want to thank again our special guest, Mr. Ed Ellsworth, for joining us today and for sharing his, his tremendous story. Um, about his life and just the things that he's experienced to get to where he's at today. Uh, we appreciate his transparency. And um, I, I know that that's going to bless people who, who listen and truly hear what he's saying. He and his wife have a heart for giving. And I, and I know for a fact that that is how they are able to grow and prosper in the way that they prospered. Um, so no matter through a pandemic, seed time and harvest works. It, it works no matter what the conditions are. If you plant seed into fertile ground, you will see a harvest. Um, so I just thank him again for joining. Uh, appreciate you all for listening, taking the time to come and listen to the podcast. Uh, we are available through Apple Music. We're available through Spotify. Uh, we're also available through Amazon uh, Music. 
And you can also reach us at our website, airflowpodcast.com. You can get it directly from there. So, you know, we're making sure that it's out there. Um, we want to make sure that everybody has the opportunity to listen. Please download it, listen to it, subscribe um, on our YouTube channel. We're, we're getting that going. Uh, we're going to be providing clips and, and snippets and just another information that is going to, um, you know, help you to grow and flow in the areas that you are called to flow in as an heir. So, you know, please just be on the lookout as we're continuing to build. Um, I told you this thing is definitely a marathon. It's not a sprint. As I continue to develop and grow, I'm going to make sure that I'm putting that into the podcast and I'm sharing that with the people who are taking time to listen. So I don't take your time for granted. I appreciate everything that that you all have given me, the feedback that I've been receiving so far for the episodes that I've posted. Um, I'm just going to continue to do this. And, you know, my, my prayer is that it's going to help and inspire somebody, um, you know, whether it's one person. If I've inspired one person, then I've I've done my job, you know, but this is something from the heart for me. Um, and I definitely appreciate everybody supporting this. Um, as always, the Airflow podcast is sponsored by the Billionaire Flow Apparel Company. That is BillionaireFlow.com is our website. And that is B-I-L-L-I-O-N-H-E-I-R-F-L-O-W.com. And there we have all kind of apparel um, that is around the the Billionaire Flow logo and, you know, Billionaire Flow and Airflow. You know, the reason why and I mentioned that in the previous episode, but it's important to just keep reminding people that, you know, we are called to be heirs of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob to be heirs to the receive the blessing. And in that, you know, it's it's not just the financial piece of it it's the spiritual it's the physical it's the mental it, it's all of those things combined you are supposed to be wealthy and healthy in all ways so as a as a billionaire and as an airflow podcast listener you are supposed to flow in those areas in every area of your life there should be no lack in anything any relationship so as always Continue to strive to be the best that you are that you have been created to be. And always remember that if you are walking in what you are purposed and created to do, then you are walking as an heir. So just continue to do that and you will flow. Again, my name is Ricky Thomas, and I thank you for listening. <laughs>